0: Welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle, and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life, and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. I don't know what episode it is now. I just know that we've been doing it for six months. Um, And this is just one of the little ones that I put up for... um, by myself so that we can have like a little uh interlude into what we're normally talking about but today I wanted to say hi and I've been back in Scotland for two weeks and I originally tried to do this recording when I was in California at my mom's but my youngest boy kept coming in and I was like I'm gonna lose it so I thought I best not record now I also tried to record on the day that we were leaving California which probably wasn't a great idea like within a couple hours of leaving California as well so maybe it wasn't a good idea, but it did prompt me to think about a few things and some things that I've actually been thinking about since then. So, um, there's an old saying, I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's good things come to those who wait. Um, I don't know, maybe that's true. Do good things come to those who wait? Well, I waited for my kids and they're pretty good. Um, let me see. I waited a long time to get married. That was, that worked out good. Um, good things come to those who wait. Yeah, maybe you have a better story to tell in regards to that little parable. But I think the last time we spoke for sure we did talk about waiting. We talked about waiting on God, we talked about what it's like to wait. I even think we may have spoke about things that we could do in the meantime of waiting, but we'll go through that again cuz I think that's important. So, I do want to talk about waiting because I was prompted when I was waiting to um to leave California. I was sitting in my mom's courtyard after a nice little holiday of heat and sun, which I didn't come back to in Scotland, and um, and it was interesting because I noticed that the energy and the air changes when we were waiting. So, like when we were waiting, I wasn't waiting alone. I was waiting with my husband and my kids, and I was waiting with my parents were waiting, and my sister was there to take us. So the waiting felt different than like something that I wait for by myself. Because when I wait for by myself. I feel like I have more, well, I know I don't have any control, but I feel like I have more control because it's just me. And I'm only thinking about me and I'm only thinking about what I need and, and what I can do. And I can talk to myself. And if it's intense, I can talk myself down. So waiting by myself is so much more different than I think waiting with others. And, um, I did notice that there's an, a thing they used to talk about in Scotland, I don't know if they do it in the States, but in Scotland, they often say that a child can feel their mother's anxiety or their mother's emotions. I don't know if that's altogether true, but I'm going to, I'm going to run with that because I have a boy who literally, if I feel anxiety, he feels it like 10 times more, but it could just be because of my behavior. Plus I don't want to guilt any moms right now. So we have enough guilt as it is, but my point is this, is that I felt that the more anxious I got, the more anxious he got. I felt like the more I flipped a or tried to do things around getting ready, he was doing the same. And he was sort of following me and pacing me and standing behind me. And I could feel his anxiety, which was making my anxiety worse. And I was like, what is this all about? You know, like we're just going back home. And I think it's like the anticipation of going back on a really long journey because the journey ends up being like, it, well, I think door to door, it ends up being like 18 hours, but it's not 18 hours. It's because we lose time, but it feels rough. And coming back this way feels rougher because you lose an hour. And I think it was the anticipation of knowing that we were going to go back and have jet lag, the anticipation of uh, my sister having to drive us to the airport. And, um, and you know, that's not ever like dead pleasant for anybody. So kudos to her. And then just, you know, trying to make sure I haven't forgotten anything, passports, luggage. And I'm doing that along with my husband. And the two of us are like, did you forget this? Did Did you remember this? Did you remember that? And that kind of brings up the anxiety. I think the only one that didn't have anxiety was my oldest son because he kind of just sat and watched everybody get crazy. But then I was thinking about how my dad and my mom were anticipating us leaving and how that affected them emotionally and how it's affecting me right now just thinking about it. But how that affected them emotionally and how, um, you know, it's a weird feeling because we were, we were waiting to go somewhere. We were waiting to do something, but it was also packed with so much emotion. So there was the emotion of knowing that I was going to leave my family and then come back to Scotland. And I don't ever know when I come back to Scotland, when I'll be going back to see them. So it's always like an up in the air, which I don't think actually anyone can understand if they actually haven't done that because that's a thought i've had as well is that really no one knows how like emotionally up upheavaled or uprooting it is to leave your people to leave your family and you know, when you're having to sit around and wait to do that, that's actually even worse. Cause like you have more thoughts, your mind starts racing, you start getting like emotional and you start thinking, Oh no, this is affecting me this way. And there's just a lot going on. And so I stepped outside for a minute. I stepped outside to just sit down and breathe. But as a mom, you know, that doesn't happen because I didn't really get a chance to breathe because my boy followed me. And I was like, could you give me some space? But it impacted me in that when you're waiting with others, it can become much more intense um, than just your own emotions and feelings. You start to be affected by the emotions and feelings of people around you. Um, And sometimes that happens in life in general, you know, you're waiting for something to happen, or you want something to happen, or you're looking for something to happen. And maybe people around you are getting frustrated with you or annoyed by you because they don't like the way you're waiting. You know, um, you should do this and you should do that. And you should go and run and do this and run and do that. And, And it is in our nature, especially, you know, if you come from like a really hardworking family where it's like, you can't sit and wait, how dare you, you know, and how, you know, you need to do dot, dot, dot. And we, we start to hear the voices of others in our waiting. And I'm sure this happened to lots of biblical characters, you know, um, trying to do their best by God. And then people, I mean, Job, let's take Job, for example, he's great, by the way, um, you know, he's going through this massive thing and he's waiting on God to answer him. He's waiting on God to fulfill something. He's waiting on God to come through. And things just get progressively worse for him, by the way, in his waiting on God. And he's got these mates, these friends. I think they're called the friends of Job or Job's friends, which, by the way, is a a euphemism for not a great friend. So you go, oh, you got Job's friends over there. (laughs) But he's waiting on God. And these loads of folk come in and they start advising him, which I always look at as unsolicited advice is never great advice um, and they're they're sort of judging him, they're telling him how he should feel, how he should think, how he should behave in job's story. If you go and read that, you'll see and I think it's um depressing. <laughs> <laughs> to see that his mates had the opportunity to make waiting on God a better experience. But instead, they magnified the anxiety. They magnified the stress. They magnified the sadness, the fear. They magnified it. And um, and I believe they believe that they were doing good. I believe they believed they were speaking God's words. But in reality, they didn't. I mean, what does God break through and say? He's like, hold on. Did you set the mountains into motion? Did you set the waters? Did you fling the stars? Can you handle Leviathan? Like, he's like, you guys think you know, but you don't know. I don't think there's any metaphor in there for you about taking advice. I mean, you're smart. You know how to take advice. But I do think that sometimes, like, we need to hear the voice of God above above all the other things, because there might be godly people giving us great advice, and we we need to heed that. But also at the same time, what is the voice of God saying to me? Um, And sometimes we get a word from the Lord in our waiting, but then a friend comes over and confirms it. That's, that's like spot on. Like, that's my favorite. Um, Because then you know, God's talking. And those are the people, you don't need a lot of friends to confirm things for you. You just need the godliest. You know, I have um, maybe two, three, like really excellent friends that when I'm really struggling with something or waiting on the Lord or having to go through something, they sometimes can be the voice of God in my life. But I know for sure they're also not Job's friends because they wouldn't um, put me or any of God's word under that sort of um, what the heck is wrong with you kind of a thing. If that makes sense. So my point is this, is that waiting is difficult enough by yourself, but then when you have other people chiming in on your waiting, it makes it hard and it makes it intense. And I I just guess I, what I want to say is that It's okay that it's hard. It's okay that it's intense. It's okay that people are saying things. It's okay that um, the energy is thick and heavy. You're not going to crumble. You know, God is present. You're not going to crumble. And that's it. God is present. The God who brings the stars out every night and he calls them by name, you know, the God who rules with his breath. It says in Isaiah 40. If you go and read Isaiah 40, it's beautiful because it talks about God's power and how he has everything under control and how the heavens are his canopy. And if that is the God that you love, the God that you worship, the God that you humble yourself to, the God that you're waiting on, he will not fail you in due season you will know the way of the Lord. You will know what to do. Um, it's the waiting that's difficult for all of us. It's the waiting, um, because we want to be in control. We want to not feel intense and horrible and strange. And, but that is also the making of us. The making of us is waiting on God. The making of us is being still and knowing that he can do those things for us. Um, you know, he, he, he he contains the universe in his hands i think it says in isaiah 40 as well like he gathers the particles of the universe and he puts them in a basket so if he is in control of the universe if he is gathering things together and putting them in a basket if he is flinging out the stars every night for us to admire if he's doing all these magnificent powerful amazing things Um, he is worthy then therefore of us waiting on him and trusting him to accomplish that thing that we are waiting for it may not come in the package that we desire it may not come in the form that we assumed or thought it would come in Um, but he is the god of the miraculous he's the god that does the most miraculous things that we could ever possibly imagine and because of him um, waiting doesn't become more pleasant, but becomes more bearable, if that makes any sense at all. In Psalm 139, um, verse 16, I love that song because it talks about our life. But he says um, in the message, I'm going to read it from the message. It says, like an open book, you watched me grow from the conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Um, King James says that, um, thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. So in other words, like before our lives even started, God's plans were beginning to unfold for your specific life and for your family's life and for your extended life. You know, like these things are in the control of. Of him, they're in the palm of his hands, even when things feel bleak and dark, there is purpose. I do really genuinely believe there is purpose. it is painful, but there is purpose. And as you're waiting for him, you know there's not a day in your life that he hasn't prepared before, you know um before your own life. like the map has already been laid out, so the plan is coming together will fall together. It will come together. And you just need to hear his voice in the midst of it. You need to be still. And so how do I do that? Well, I take my devotional time. I take my time with God. I sit, I listen, I pray, I read, I listen to podcasts. I um, listen to excellent Bible teachers. I, um, study, I look straight into like, you know, blue letter Bible. What is God saying with that word? Um, I pray with other people. I share in small community the things that I need um, and I and what, what I'm waiting for. And then I wait for people if they get a word from the Lord. And um, I I don't just sit idly, but sometimes that's okay too, to sit and just wait on him and say, you know what, Lord, I have nothing. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then just sit and wait. It's okay. Like, I think we get scared of um, silence and waiting. But the Lord has always not really worked with me in um, lots of words of knowledge or prophecies. The Lord has predominantly worked with me in seasons of silence where, um, you know, I was never given promises for like years upon years of certain things, but God did fulfill stuff for me. So he works with all of us in different ways. And it's about learning how he works with you, you know, and how he wants to speak to you. Um, so that's my encouragement is that when you're waiting on the Lord with a group of people and everyone around you is a loud clinging symbol, (laughs) sit, rest, um, read, pray, focus on him. And then, you know, really look for godly fellowship in the midst of that. Um, take a deep breath, step away if you need to for a minute and, and, and step outside of your circumstance, not away from church, not away from God, not away from godly people, no, but your circumstance and sort of, um, breathe for a minute and then come back, you know, especially like, I remember waiting to be, um, waiting to have kids. Like I waited six years to have kids. I had to have a surgery, you know, little things like that. And I had to sort of step away from it being this all consuming, um, all consuming thought process, feelings, emotions. It felt dark. It felt overwhelming, but, sometimes I just had to step away and just enjoy my life and realize what I did have in order for God to move in me and work in me. Um, you know, even if, if at the end of the day, he said, you're never going to have kids. I still needed to sacrifice that time to him and step away from the, the um, desire of seeing something happen and waiting on him to just praising and worshiping and loving and being grateful and thankful um, you know, like when I was waiting to go to the airport, I just started thinking about how grateful I am that I have parents that love me, that I have a sister that's willing to take time out of her day to take me all the way to Los Angeles with my family, you know, um, grateful that I had the time that I had. So spending time in praise is important and just saying, God, I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for what you've given me in the now, in this moment, I'm grateful for what you've handed me. So it's a, it's a, it's a help. I'll say that. So with that, have a really good day. Thanks for chiming into What's Takeaway podcast. I'd really like to encourage you to continue to chime in, to spread the word, especially if there's like young girls or women out there or anybody that you want to share it with. Because the bottom line is, is that we want to get the gospel out to Scotland in as many ways as we possibly can. I'm not sure how many women in Scotland are doing a podcast right now that are believers. Um. And so, yeah, like spread the word because, like, there's young girls out there who need to hear this as well. You know that that they need to hear that um, there are other Christian women in this country that are seeking the face of God and want to walk with God, and they want to be encouraged in that. And I I hope that you could spread that. And even unsaved friends, like, you know, what is this whole thing about God? Well, the first half of like what's the takeaway podcast, I think for like a few months, we really just got into a foundation of what Christianity is, what God is, what the Bible is, what all that. And so maybe you could. turn someone over to that and that would be helpful to them that you could maybe um, show them what Christ is through the podcast. So, okay, have a great day. Um, Let's just pray really quick. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity of waiting. It is an opportunity to wait on the maker of the universe, the God who created everything, the God who flung the stars in the sky and gathers them at night for us to see. Lord, you are worthy of being waited upon. So God help us in the waiting. Um, to not be overcome by our own emotions, our own fears, our own worries, our own anxieties, but to breathe and to look up to you and to see the power and authority that you have, to see the life that you've planned for us, to see that you haven't failed us. You will never fail us. You haven't forsaken us, that you will continue, um, you know, until the very last day we have breath, you will continue your faithfulness and loyalty to us. So I pray for anybody out there who is waiting, God, who's waiting on you for a child, a marriage, a friendship, um, a healing, um, a word, Lord, that you would come to them in the right time and that you would reveal yourself to them, God, and that um, they would realize that even now these circumstances are working out for the good because you love them and you've called them and there's a purpose for their life, Lord. So I pray all of this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Bye. We're so glad you joined us for this episode. If you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too, please, would you do us a favor, like, share, and review the podcast. Also, you could leave us a wee message of what your takeaway was from the episode. This helps us get the message of God's goodness out to more people. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, links in bio. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace.